It's Adam Summer for the Heartland Pod, Monday, April 3rd, 2023. This week on the Heartland Pod, we're talking about the Missouri Democratic Legislature's doing work again, autopilot state legislatures, and a really bad attempt at a speech by a Missouri rep this past week. Then Dems 2024 messaging missing the mark, perhaps. And we've got a game. That's right, a game about Trump's indictment. There's lots to talk about with it, but let's have a little bit of fun. Trust me, you're going to enjoy this. Lots to do, so let's go. Welcome back to the Heartland Pod. My name is Adam Summer. I am your host. This is the regular Monday show, our talking politics show with myself and my co-host, Rachel Parker and Sean Diller, who will join us in just a moment. Together, we bring big topics of the week to the week with a special focus on the heartland as we bring our middle-out approach to politics and work to change the conversation. Catch all our shows five days a week, including Dirt Road Democrat, hosted by Jess Piper, on Thursdays, and our weekly roundup show, The Flyover View, with Kevin Smith every Friday for a 15-minute weekly catch-up. Support what we do by leaving a five-star rating and a review wherever you listen to the show and follow us on social media with at the Heartland Pod and check out heartlandpod.com and click the Patreon link to learn about becoming a member of our family of podheads and podgressives over there at heartlandpod.com or go directly to patreon.com backslash heartlandpod to get signed up today for extra access, extra shows like The Last Call, which we have today, and more. Lots to get into on today's show. Before we get to the opening statement and talk in politics, I want to take a moment, remind folks that spring election season is in full swing. While some places may have early voting, the bulk will occur on Tuesday, April 4th. This is the, the time to be talking about it. Spread the word. Uh, this is Monday the 3rd when this comes out. So uh, 48 hours, we should have some results and know some answers to school boards, local government tax measures, all kinds of good stuff. So make sure you get out and vote if you haven't done early voting, and make sure you let your your people know, let your friends and family know, get out there and uh, vote, make sure they know what's going on. All right, I've got an opening statement for you, and then we're into talking politics. And uh, the opening statement is uh, it's all about, well, sticking around. Sometimes when I think about the topics for an opening statement, I get stuck trying to pinpoint one news item or a statement uh, of the time, something specific that I can expand on and, and drill down, revealing some unseen characteristic maybe. But this time I got stuck in a philosophical quandary it, between the, the comforts and righteousness and self-fulfillment of an uncompromising ideological zeal on the one hand And on the other, the obviously ticking clock of every existential threat known to man. This came to a particular point, kicking around some thoughts about future nuclear power plants in our Slack channel and the fact that multi-billion dollar companies can afford to simply build the plant. They don't really need government incentive to do that. On the one hand, giving corporate welfare is fundamentally easy to oppose. But on the other, we have to realize the realities facing us when it comes to climate change, energy production, the realities of our reliance on fossil fuels, and the unfortunate realities of the efficacy of truly renewable energy. It seems likely, if not certain, that in order for civilization to continue as we have for the last 150 years, roughly, 
we're going to have to answer the questions. What are we going to do about energy consumption? What are we going to do about climate change? I'm not necessarily trying to make an argument in favor of nuclear power as an inherently good thing, but its merits are hard to deny. Its risks, while serious, are mitigated with the right attention to detail. The result? A better source of electricity and one that can be used to catapult us into the new age. But in the Midwest, we have ideological divide. So what you wind up with is an aging nuclear plant in a place where the plant itself drives the local economy and life as the residents there know it. But this isn't about the plant itself. It's about the people. Where should they go? Where should you go? If you're in Missouri or Iowa or Ohio or Indiana or Oklahoma, Tennessee, Arkansas, maybe Kansas, you might feel like your state is squeezing you, pushing you out completely, and some are going. More are talking about it. It seems weekly it becomes a more realistic proposition for many. But what we know is that as it happens, as folks leave, as the power plant doesn't get built because of our purity of purpose, the heartland loses its heart. We are hollowed out, emptied from the inside, leaving only the shell of our major cities as supermajority legislatures finally choke out all serious competition to their power. Some would be content to rule over ash, viewing power more significant than quality. Still others would be content to never hold power, so long as they say they never compromise their morals. Both will ultimately destroy us. Pragmatic solutions require acceptance of imperfections so long as the end result is a positive gain, moving the ball forward inch by inch. Pragmatism doesn't pay like pure power can, and it doesn't satisfy the ego like pure ideology can, but pragmatism does help society continue to function. Baseball season is here. Pragmatic solutions are small ball. Get on base, advance the runner, steal the bag, scratch across the run. The ideologically pure answer is to wait for the single perfect pitch to hit, only accepting a home run, only accepting the best possible outcome. But while we wait, the pitches come one, two, three, and before we ever take the bat off of our shoulders, before we even attempt to swing, we're out. Our chance is up, our time ended, and in the end, we lose the game. I, for one, plan to choke up on the bat and try to make contact on the first pitch. Here's Talking Politics. Talking Politics. All right, we are here for Talking Politics. Adam Summer, Sean Diller, Rachel Parker. All three of us are here and uh, ready to have some fun. We've been chit-chatting away for a while because uh, I'm wearing the A dot ham hat. And if you know, you know, and if you don't know, it's the Hamilton musical. Sean does not know. No, but now I know. <laughs> now he knows. Uh, <laughs> A dot ham. I am uh, your obedient servant. A dot ham. This is when, uh, when Aaron, Aaron Burr and, and, and uh, Hamilton are exchanging letters right before Aaron Burr, the vice president at the time shot him and killed him. Uh, spoiler alert. If you don't know the, the rest of that story yet. Uh, that's when people are like, things are just so crazy today. It's like, remember that time? Not really. Remember that? Not <laughs> remember really. that time I mean, the former tre treasurer they secretary are. was shot yeah. by the sitting vice president? Not as though. There's been way crazier times. <laughs> so you're clear. Yeah. Bad yeah. now for sure. Not as not yeah. nutty. Not nuttiest ever. <laughs> but uh, it was a good week. Got to like, got to go see Hamilton. Got to take my uh, our son. Uh, and he had never been to a real like he's been to some small local 
productions, uh, but he's never seen the real deal. Uh, you know, full touring company, big theater, all 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 the bells and whistles. Uh, you know, and it's just an it's an excellent show. Um, the the Disney version of it, the the recording they did live is really really good and it still just isn't even like the power of this show in person is so damn good if you get a chance uh i can't recommend it enough so it was a good week and i am sipping on i've got a little bit of uh rieger's bourbon whiskey and some water rachel parker how about you how was the week and uh, what you sipping on um the week was good i crawl yet closer uh to a sort of a conclusion of this uh construction uh, I, I don't even know how I, if, if I wanted to, I don't even know that I could really describe it. It's taken me mm. like how, like how many times that Saga have I feels talk- like a good word. Yeah. Like, and I don't know that like, you can't really explain it <laughs> easily. It's because it's like, it involves a lot of like, if you understand condominiums, then you'll understand. But if you've never been in a construction defect lawsuit, <laughs> you won't. Um, right. so I am, uh, like the momentum's really good. I feel very much like, um i'm finally going to live in the building that i thought that i bought a condominium in um so that's really cool and um yeah my health is good and i'm uh sipping on what is probably the last of the milk chocolate stout from citywide that i will get this season and it's very good i'm very much enjoying it yeah sean dealer man how about you how was the week what you sipping on i'm doing well thanks it was a good week i was up in keystone with the family um so that was really great. It was super nice outside. I got to snowboard and my how little was, five-year-old, we skied with her a little bit. She refused the, to like, how was ahead. the spring snow? Uh, I did not ski on anything fresh really, but it wasn't icy or anything. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Wanted, yeah. It was great. great. Um, but yeah, the little ones had a great time and we got back and then we went straight to Disney on ice. Actually, you're talking oh. about Hamilton. Yeah, we went to Disney on Ice at the Budweiser Events Complex in Loveland, Colorado, which is about 60 miles north of Denver. And I'll maintain that it was just as good as any Hamilton production, (laughs) even though I haven't ever seen (laughs) it. I can't speak to that because Amanda and the kids went with her mom to Disney on Ice, so they probably saw the same show that you guys Oh man, Again, they they seem to really really like it. Were there it any ex, were there any ex Olympians in this Disney on Ice? They usually are. At I'm least not sure. One. How's the coffee tonight, Sean? What are we doing? What are we- good? Uh, I have black coffee and some water, nice. and yeah, ready to rock. Excellent. Very good. All right, well let's uh, let's jump into it here. We do have some good some good to start off with. The way you produce that, it sounds like you're saying it. It's so funny, like I, I like because I can see you, and it sounds like like because people we don't do that drop all the time, and it's yeah. still kind of new. So like I still kind of look at you like, oh, he's not talking. Okay, yeah. It's really well, I didn't funny. really throw my voice. Like a lot of them, I did at least something to my voice. Yeah, and that one, I yeah. just kind of did it. So. It's and it's just in my headphones, and I'm just expecting <laughs> to see the face you'd make if you said it like that. And you're, it's anyway. I'm not making it. Yeah. A bit, a bit of cognitive dissonance. Anyway, so we've got a couple of them here. Uh, just a shout out to uh, the Missouri Democrats in the in the in the chamber there. Uh, another filibuster. Uh, this time it was on the initiative petition bill. So just a refresher yeah. for everybody. Keep and and this is one of those like 
uh, I had somebody write this week. They sent us an email and said, hey, are there, what's the group that's alerting people about this Republican push on the initiative petitions? Like, is there a group? And I went, you know, I don't think so. And so I got a hold of uh, Crystal Quaid, uh, you know, uh, Minority Leader Quaid from the House, and said, hey, is there, am I, you know, is there a group out there that we should point to? And she said, no, that there's not anybody in particular that is taking it on yet. So, you know, if you are one of these groups, if you work with one of these direct interest groups that can get out there and start it, I can doing tell you that who work, it, who let's it, go. I can, I can tell you who it should be, and Sean knows them. It's um, Show Me Integrity. Right. Yeah. That's who that's who that's they're working on ranked choice voting. Right? Kind of. They're the ones approval, that are yeah, the approval whatever. voting um, bill ballot initiative. So uh, I know that there are like fractured groups that are kind of coming together. So the I'm just throwing out names if you want to find out when they're going to do things. So the Missouri Realtors Association is very against anyone touching yeah. a hair on the head of the um, ballot initiative process. Um, show me integrity is too. I don't know how much they're organizing behind it, but they I actually have... went to their website just now. And if you go to, it comes up on Google as, you know, show me integrity approval voting, but then it's a 404 on, the, on that page, show me integrity.org slash approval voting. Did they forget? To, did they get to pay the bill on the GoDaddy <laughs> right. or something? Well, it's so possible. Well, they, they were part they got of that it. plug in email and just never checked it. They were part of you know, making it happen in St. Louis, I'm pretty sure. But I think now the organization is a lot of Republicans and the Republicans are against this. Right. Um, right. But anyway, we'll see. Yeah, we'll so, see. The yeah, answer so is we, there isn't anybody out there doing it except for should, someone every, Democrats every, that are standing up and doing this. Yeah. Filibuster, so if you want to find someone locally who's a Republican who should be working his ass off right now, it's Shamed Dugan yeah. um, in St. Louis. He uh, has has put up a, a big fuss about this, but the fact that um, there was a filibuster uh, again, and and the, further in that Missouri Independent re- article that uh, yeah. is going to be the show notes, yeah, um, I assume, uh, talks about how the problem is is that the Republicans also can't agree, and the Senate can't agree on how they're going to get rid of the ballot petition process. So they just know they don't noise. like it. Yeah, well, they, they like you can't just re- they have to send it to the voters, and so they haven't quite decided. Right. how that's going to look it's going to be yeah. so the house bill that was set to take care of the quote-unquote take care of the ballot initiative process has now fallen apart in the senate already yeah so i just want to like uh super duper big whipped cream on top uh and uh, maybe even something that's stronger and maybe a controlled substance uh worthy thanks to the uh democrats in the senate who i was kind of i was like last session i was like just filibuster everything. Just absolutely just filibuster yeah. the shit out of everything they're trying to do. Um, they didn't have to. The Republicans were filibustering themselves last, that's right. last they, session. They, that's right. They fell apart. They didn't have to. Um, so I'm thrilled to see. Could Because there's not a lot. Whenever you see a kind of sort of fractured party like this in Missouri, I'm sure that the same. there's some truth to this in other parts of the Midwest, too. You just have to put a little bit of pressure on it. It's just yeah. going to kind of fall apart under the weight because it's such a stupid argument for why they want to do it. They yeah. want to do it because they're like, well, you guys, you guys made your minimum wage higher. And you, yeah, we didn't and like you, the things you did with it. And so we'd like to take well, it yeah, away. We don't we don't like that. You guys made it illegal for like us when you're to take 16 mo- money. and you take your car to the mall and you're not supposed to go on the highway. Yeah, so your parents take yeah. your car away. 
Well, and also, yeah, yeah, Except totally. It's, yeah, it's just such <laughs> it's it's just to, petulance. For the, for yeah, the people. they really don't like that we keep voting down right yeah. to work. It just makes them so mad. <laughs> so the the second one on the uh, the positives, uh, the Fet Man returns. Speaking of sagas, uh, he he is back, uh, and we're very uh, happy about that. Sean, are you happy to see the Fet Man out of the hospital and speaking up? For sure, yeah. I uh, I saw the text. John Fetterman, um, by the way, for all of you who are not <laughs> following my <laughs> unfair nickname slang movie reference version. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Democratic senator, the junior senator from Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, I didn't see his interview, but I mean, it's definitely encouraging that he's, um, you know, back out there. Yeah. We'll have to decide to watch either his or uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's 60 Minutes interview, oh my which God, I'm sure right. is a great idea by CBS. Jesus Christ. Why? Rachel, the fat man, he's back. I don't know. I don't know why they're doing that. I don't know. Why cover this person? It just makes no sense. She has a platform. She's in Congress. She doesn't need any more attention. That's just oxygen for her. Um, yeah. What I love about the Fetterman story ratings are. is that, yeah. what I love about the Fetterman story is that the, the positioning of this comp he's giving like smartly i think an opportunity for us to similarly to how jason Cantor mm -hmm. did um when he kind of pulled himself out of politics several years ago yeah very openly um, dealing very with openly his, his issues and and this headline john fetterman leaves hospital with depression quote in remission i think referring to I like in remission yeah a a, a and uh I'll, I'll just say like a mental health episode uh and and then referring it to as being kind of intermission, I think this is really the first era where mental health has been equated with health, health with like physical health. I grew up in an era where it was still like, Oh my God, you're going to a therapist. Like every week I'm like, yeah, well, I, I like am. the, uh, I like the, the, the cancer type verbiage, right? Totally. Um, cause yeah, it's like not, it's cause it is something gonna... like that, that like it could right. be stage four. It can be That's like, right. That's Oh, right. you caught it early and you treated it fast. And That's it, you right. Know, and I know for myself, like I have been depressed and um, I don't suffer from chronic depression. It's different. And I recognize right. now what the signs are when it's right. like I can like, you know, so I can manage I, I manage it pretty well. But anyway, um, I love that this is what he said. Um, uh, the whole thing about depression is that objectively you may have won, but depression can absolutely convince you that you actually lost. And that's exactly what happened. And that was the start of a downward spiral. Um, yeah. I just think the way he's discussing it is so considering what he looks like, right? He's what six foot five or something. Right. Yeah. He's a gigantic person. He's a middle-aged guy. He's not old. He's like, we're the, of the same era. And just like, he looks like a director's dream for the musical version of Shrek. Yeah. Like, but he's also <laughs> like a very kind of working class guy and you don't see working class like gigantic right. men who look like they'd be comfortable like Admitting on the back himself. of the like he, clear, yeah. he has opened beers with his teeth right he has tattoos he of the people who he, died in his town he, when he was mayor he has tick he mark tattoos for all those people like right and he definitely knows how to open a, a beer with a, with yeah, a key right. um like he's very a very relatable figure so to see someone being like yeah I was in really bad shape. So I went to the hospital like you would for anything. Right. So I went and got treated you know? for my health problem. And depression and I'm is really with it. And he had a stroke and depression uh is a very common yes. uh 
I'll, I'll say like biochemical response to a stroke. I've, yeah. Uh, it is also biochemical. Like it's. Yeah, they used to just say control. grandpa just got so mad after his thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, he had a stroke and now, now he, he has had a depression. Stroke and now he's depressed because his brain isn't firing the same way anymore. So yeah, that's the, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm happy he's doing better too. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. And it is a good, it is a good story and a good reminder about what, uh, what mental illness is all about and uh, the, the way it has to get treated. So let's jump to uh, the true or false. True or false. All right. So this one comes to us uh, thanks to a longtime listener, OG supporter, Laura Burkhardt. Thank you very much for pointing me to this. Um, basically, the true or false is phrased this way. Term limits and supermajority legislatures are run by lobby groups through pre-drafted legislation. True or false? And the reason this comes up is there is a bill that was introduced in Missouri, and there's a video that has gone around. And let me let me see if I can pull up this uh, this video here. Let me one second here. Yeah. All right. This came out of nowhere, um, and talking to my other legislators that have been in the legislature for some time now, they said this is not typical. This is not how this usually goes, which immediately, you know, started raising the red flags to a bunch of us. I actually learned about this uh, by listening to Glenn Beck, uh, and he's, you know. Okay, so this is Justin. So Sparks. reliable, reliable yes. source of all things infor- informational. Glenn this is Beck. a Missouri representative, a person who's elected, tasked with, and paid to make rules and legislate and be part of the governmental oversight of the state of Missouri, explaining that he did not know anything about this bill, that he learned about the bill from watching Glenn Beck. And and, and let, let's go on and hear more from, from Mr. Sparks, Representative Sparks, about his the, the depth of knowledge of this this bill as it came to uh, through committee. It went through committee, by the way. We brought up the fact that Missouri was one of the states that was uh, entertaining a, a very similar bill that was going through the South Dakota legislature. So I immediately looked up who was filing it, and it's Justin Hicks, and I know Justin. He's a friend. So I immediately reached out to him, and I could tell um, that this bill did not originate with Justin. There you go. This bill did not originate with Justin. Did you hear that? His friend who he called, who was the sponsor of the bill, did not originate with Sean. What does that mean? It did not originate with? What is that politician for? What's he trying to tell us? <laughs> it means somebody else wrote it, I guess. But also... <laughs> Very interesting. Is, like, I'm confused. Did Hicks, did Hicks, did Hicks, in, did Hicks introduce the legislation? Yeah. Well, what is this guy talking about? Does he think so, he discovered so this, basically this is, the day-to-day just, usual operation of his own movement? No, let's, let's let's unpack. Let's unpack. No, he doesn't know what's going on. Let's unpack what what just. So what he said is, I called the person who introduced the bill, and they were like, uh, "Right, know. that's yeah. what happened." And this right? bill, by the way, is a. This is not like a light bill. This is a UCC bill, Uniform Commercial Code, dealing with money and banking regulations and commercial regulations. This is like super complicated, muddy stuff. And the bill itself, um, you know, there's some things that probably do need to get updated in the UCC. This is like deep, dorky lawyer, you know, 
regulatory financial stuff. So this is not like super sexy stuff, but one of the things they're dealing with is cryptocurrency, and there's some pretty wacky out there cryptocurrency stuff that's that's being pushed legislatively uh, in in different places. But anyway, I want to play a little bit more of this video because there's there's even better stuff here. Handed to Justin to file, and he immediately started. You know, he didn't even know. He thought it was a simple update to the UCC code. He Handed to him to file. He realized it's you know not, and so immediately started working on an amendment to remove all language dealing with electronic currency or anything that would be outside the purview of a, of a classic right. UCC update. So they had the no clue what they were here, getting. Uh, I think is uh, I still don't know Listen who to this. was the dri- who is the driving force behind this. Uh, still don't know. Trying to figure it out. We all are. Um, but it is a much bigger picture thing because this is happening in in many states. They had, the they don't even know time. where the bills are coming from. Um, so and, now Sean can do the uh, thing that he said. They don't even know. And so we have to wonder, you know, not to be like conspiratorial, but what, <laughs> oh, not not the Republican lacks. Party. Um, don't be conspiratorial. Legislators kind of came to me and said, "This is not. Not only is it this all being done at the same time with concerns." particularly with digital currency. Sean, are you having fun yet? Digital currency, but more importantly... No, I hate this. Uh, this is... Real. <laughs> this guy seems so um, clueless. Thank God he's a lawmaker. I know. Right? Yeah. He says, the bill came out of nowhere. I still don't know who's the driving force behind this. Still trying to figure it out. We all are. Thanks to Laura for pointing to that. There's all kinds of stuff in the show notes about uh, what they're dealing with. This legislation includes things about central bank digital currency. Uh, I've got an explainer link in there. So if you want to know about what's going on with the bill itself and the financial stuff, you can read that stuff. But this bill is in Missouri, South Dakota, Texas, Tennessee. Ar- like It's all over the place. And they don't even know. This is not one of the ALEC ones. Okay, This is not one of the Project Blitz ones. But these guys don't know. They don't know what they're filing. And they're I mean- just getting it and doing it. Yeah. And not to be overly conspiratorial, but like, you know, some of the folks who have run, I don't think this is being conspiratorial. I think this is like no, looking at s- stuff and being like, I think Sean was just stuffing that back in his face. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry, Sean. Rewind, continue. I apologize. No, but I mean, I think these guys are clueless and dim enough. I don't think there's a conspiracy to be stupid. I think they just are doing, I think they're coming by it naturally here. Right. Well, I mean, that's what I, it seems like, yeah, <laughs> like they didn't all get together used, to be like, obviously. hey, can we all agree we're not going to read this shit? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I do wonder, like, it is kind of interesting if it didn't come from Alec and it didn't come from um, any of the other kind of like tried and trues. It means that a dark money group handed this bill to a lawmaker in Missouri and elsewhere and introduced it onto the House floor uh, to introduce it to committee. So Sarah Unsicker did post that uh, this particular bill comes from the Uniform Laws Commission that proposes amendments to the UCC. So that does make sense that there would be a group that does there. Like there's a uniform commercial code or a, or a uniform criminal code uh, commission as well. Like those things are out there. It's But it's it doesn't really matter like the source of the funds because the way that that group and the way that the dark money group are writing legislation and handing it to people is the same. It's just a, it like that doesn't really change the method. It's, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know if, if I'm explaining that well. Well, yeah. And I've been thrown for a loop. Like I can talk about how dark money legislation comes up and I can talk about how these guys probably get used by individual, you know, 
right. uh, representatives right. of companies or other countries or both. Um, what I c- couldn't get past in my head was like, I hate it when people like go ahead and say that they're confused and they don't know what's going on about stuff right. that they're doing. Right. Cause it's like, they're really muddying the waters. Really. It's like, why don't you just figure it out before you turn the tape on? Don't turn the tape on. Yeah, <laughs> Tell yeah, us you don't you know what's me, going on. Give me 10 minutes. Okay. Right. Right. Um, it's very bizarre, but we, I think, you know, we see it with all the anti-trans legislation and all the much more harmful legislation too. Right, right, right. So it's so weird that he's like, yeah, we aren't clear on what's happening here because it's, they have a way of operating and it involves, you know, pushing bills that are handed to them by donors. Right. Right. Rachel, and if close this, us up is on this? Of, this is one of those things where like, I'm, I'm looking at this, this, uh, and like every every time McKinsey tells you something is good, you should be a little bit suspect of it because McKinsey is one of the groups that lobbies on behalf of just people that have a lot of money and kind of yeah. have a lot to gain from just slowly but surely eroding um, the kind of like the regulatory issues that that put some constraints around, say, like money services businesses and things right. like that. Um, you know, I would say is is McKenzie directly behind why banks have to have um why they're able to borrow more against their actual assets and things like that? Pro- probably, probably so. But I do think that there is a benefit to exploring things like um digital currencies right. and blockchain technology. Um cryptocurrency is and, and certainly fucking... some uniformity of language is not a bad yes, thing here right correct correct and so basically i think what they were looking at is saying um like do like again like mckenzie wants things that are less traceable and less taxable so i am not a fan of whatever it is they're gonna say and I'm a little bit concerned that they're looking at exploring when they talk about exploring this CDBC, this this digital currency. What they bring up is Jamaica, Nigeria, and Sub-Saharan Africa. I'm like, super stable economies. Yeah, those are exactly great places place to kind of uh, like if that's where you have if you have to like reach into. Oh, and then the next is Saudi Arabia. Um, <laughs> so like it might be something that was sort of like shoved in in, in front of somebody's nose like before the crypto crash um right. and i you know generally i trust sarah unsicker as uh as an authority on some of these things that are kind of thrown in in front of the face yeah. of the missouri house members um and so if you're against it that's fine but i'm gonna echo sean where it's like don't get on a hot mic and admit that you're like i have no idea what i'm doing basically mm-hmm. like i have no earthly idea <laughs> i don't know <laughs> doesn't make any sense all, all this to is me. confusing <laughs> and the person all who, Greek to me and the person who explained it to me is someone who doesn't even live here like whatever how you feel about glenn beck i mean i think like obviously he's a lunatic and a horrible human being i miss um, i miss crying glenn beck that was my favorite glenn beck yeah i don't um so anyway so if that's the person that you turn to for your information that's already a little bit troubling, but you can yeah. go hang out with my dad. He loves Glenn Beck. Um, congratulations, <laughs> dude from Missouri House of Representatives. Like you have the same taste as a seventy-eight-year-old man. Like yeah. way to go. Um, Great but, generation. Uh, That's what he would say because he doesn't yeah. make a difference. Yeah. So, um, you know. I don't yeah. know what else to say except no, you should know. Your, uh, you should understand your fucking job. Your, yeah, your that would be right. great. Yeah. That would be great. Let's move on. Yeah. No. 
Uh, yeah, no, we're we're sticking in Missouri. I uh, I actually had a thing about Glenn Youngkin that Sean had posted, but uh, we'll we'll touch on him later anyway. So, um, Doug Ritchie, who is a representative in the state of Missouri, Doug Ritchie is, um, I would say, generally speaking, a fairly thoughtful guy. Uh, he's not stupid. Uh, he Why would is... you call him thoughtful? All right, we can discuss this later. I, I don't think see. he. I don't think that Doug Ritchie would get on a hot mic and say that I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> so he's not thoughtful. He's shrewd. Uh, shrewd is a good word. Yeah, shrewd okay. is a good word. Okay. Uh, thoughtful is kind of like the word interesting. It doesn't mean the thoughts are good. It just means he's having them. Um, <laughs> you're describing they, a lot of motive. They've to that occurred. Yeah, the thoughts yeah. have occurred. Yeah. Anyway, right. my point Fair is enough. this: he's not somebody who I think shoots off at the hip uh, without a lot of thought behind what he's saying. Whether that thought is down a useful trail or not is a different story. And this week, he gave a little speechy speech on the House floor. And one of the things about the speech, it's hard to tell, so I'm going to tell you that he does it right at the beginning. He says the title of the speech, which is, by the way, as somebody who writes some speeches, um, you don't say the title of the speech. The title is its own thing. Um, <laughs> if it's a really important speech, somebody will title it for the history book it's going into. Um, <laughs> um, so he starts it by saying the vision. Okay, so that's clearly the title of his speech is the vision, which immediately made me think of, of course, Lonesome Dove. I have. <laughs> That's good. Sorry. <laughs> um, I have a dream, right? I have a vision, the vision. And then he starts saying, I have a vision. He starts trying to do the repeating thing, right? I have a vision. So anyway, I'm going to play some of this because um, it's vision. Yeah. I envision a day where we as day. Missouri citizens, mm -hmm. where we as those who operate within the Missouri video, government, you can see Ashley treat Arnie. everyone with respect. In the background. I envision a, a day where we celebrate the dignity I envision a day. of every single individual. He's because about we believe why we that every single individual has been created by God and endowed with inalienable rights. I envision a day where we celebrate mm -hmm. everyone's hard work, their character, their merit, yeah. their work ethic, yep. and the investment they make for the benefit of their families, yep. their communities, and for their enterprise. I envision a day where we So he envisions a it day. It sounds like a diversity and equity and inclusion statement, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? it? We celebrate like everyone's hard work. Yes. Yeah. Unless anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, unless we're taking into account historic inequity. Right. Okay. And that's okay. the problem, right? So this speech is about the Missouri legislators push to completely get rid of and it's happening, right? It's working across the University of Missouri system. Basically, they are going to strip DEI language out of hiring practices. This is the goal, right? That's what they're going after. Um, and I, I understand, okay? I understand the argument that in a society where everybody's judged on their merit, then the best should prevail and we should be able to do so blindly. I, I agree right, with the underlying sentiment and principle with that. That is a true statement. But it doesn't work in a society where we're still, still living in a structure that was set up and rigged by one group of people in their favor, historically speaking, 
And you can say that all you want to, you can try to say that systemic racism isn't real, but you're just wrong. It's not even an argument. It's not a discussion worth having. You're wrong. The white guys made the rules so that the white guys got the jobs, so that the white guys got the money, so that the white guys got the land, so that the white guys got the good land that wasn't covered in shit, so that everything happened in one particular way. And to suggest that if we just do away with the safeguards that we have put in place to make sure that that doesn't happen, that everything's just going to go fine and that none of it's going to matter at all. So one of the schools that's going to get rid of DEI based on what's happening here, if that happens, would be the University of Missouri. I went to the University of Missouri for law school. In the law school atrium is a display to a law student who was named Lloyd Gaines. He was the first African-American admitted to the University of Missouri School of Law. Okay, You want to read a story about what it was like to be a black man trying to go to law school before the rules of diversity, equity, and inclusion would have applied? Read the story of Lloyd Gaines. And then take a look at what we should do with those rules because this is absolute insanity. And th this so, speech is so patently offensive in the way that he goes about it, trying to give a Martin Luther King speech and, and ripping off that cadence and that style to give this kind of a speech. Anyway. Yeah, he goes on to try to like, you know, suggest that these unnamed individuals are like besmirching the idea that. Yeah quote, Western ideals means white ideals and they were the best and most productive ideals right. that the world ever saw. And it's like, dude, you're asking people to really go on a ride with you. Like, mm -hmm. it's so funny. Like these, it's an amendment. So he's talking about an amendment to the budget yep. that would bar the state from spending any money on staffing, vendors, consultants, or programs associated with diversity, equity, and inclusion. And then he talks, you know, they define it a bunch of other ways um, to just create this extremely vague and broad net. Yep. And, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot the last couple of days. It's like the the people that <laughs> like there are hundreds and thousands and thousands of companies and universities that have these diversity, equity and inclusion statements. And one of like there's even departments within the Missouri government that have these statements. And so Parsons own lobbying team is telling these legislators like you got to strip this out like this is fucking mm -hmm. stupid mm -hmm. um amron ue has a diversity equity and inclusion statement as part of its values and mission i just googled jesus every christ Fortune and diversity company every major public company does. right and they didn't do it to be political like these are entities that don't want to be political but they did do it through a process through fucking board meetings and like memos and over months they adopted these policies. And so like he, he's floating this utterly unworkable right. <laughs> policy idea. Um, and, and his rationale is that diversity, equity, and inclusion will bring about the demise of our entire civilization. Right. which is really insane to believe and also completely unchristian and also just bankrupt intellectually and morally. And I started reading some of the Christian university DEI statements. So like Colorado Christian university in our mission to provide Christ-centered higher education, transforming students to impact the world with grace and truth. It's our desire to build a university of students, faculty, and staff that's eventually as diverse as the body of Christ. 
There was another one. Wow. <laughs> Indiana Wesleyan University is a Christ-centered academic institution in the Wesleyan Church, striving to be a diverse learning community, reflecting the world in which we live. They, specifically the Wesleyan Church, was born out of a tradition of social activism for women's rights yep. and the abolition of slavery. Yep. So they have been talking about this for a long time. Yep. Then Lincoln Christian University in America's heartland has a heart for the world and all its diversity because God does. We desire diversity for the educational value it provides to our Christian higher education community and for the fuller picture it gives of God's character. And they go on and on. It's just page after page of results of Christian universities yeah. that have this. And so the amendment's dumb. It's bankrupt in every single way. Yeah. I just, unbelievable. All right. Sorry. Let's move on. Okay, the buy or sell. Uh, and by the way, if you didn't know, Representative Doug Ritchie, uh, did you know that he's a a pastor? Is he? Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Is he? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Color me a fucking a man of God. <laughs> God um, is love, bro. Oh my God, Jesus. God is all of us. Everyone is God. God is love. God is diversity. But he has a vision. Uh, so buy or sell is. <laughs> <laughs> Take some ayahuasca and have a real vision. Abortion will be more important in 2024 than the Democrats' messaging seems to indicate so far. That is the buy or sell. Uh, there are some good sources uh, in the show notes. There's this ProPublica article Rachel uh, dropped in. Uh, got some uh, this this one from MSNBC. A new poll shows how abortion could be a potent issue for Dems. In 2024, uh, there's a Hill article similar. Uh, there is a, this Washington Post article that came out. Uh, this is from 319. Uh, abortion foes seek vows from GOP uh, for 2024. And I need to sign in to my Washington Post, which I'm not going to do right now. Uh, there's a Florida six-week ban that's about to go in place. Uh, the irony in Wyoming where they can't ban abortion because they passed a constitutional amendment about self-determination in healthcare after Obamacare so that they could own the libs and they wound up making it so that you constitutionally can't ban abortion in Wyoming, which Where's, is just which one of you can do the best so Nelson beautiful. Muntz, which one of you can do the best Nelson Muntz laugh? Is it is it Sean or Adam? I bet it's, I bet Sean. it's Adam. Oh, oh! <laughs> I haven't ever tried that. That's pretty that good. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah. that's me to Wyoming. Exactly. Sean Diller, Nelson Muntz laugh. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's just beautiful. I just so. like the Nelson Munch Munch punch in the stomach. Nice. <laughs> 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 so that's the uh, that's the buy or sell. Um, I buy it. Uh, I do think it is more important than the messaging indicates so far. Um, I also think that's okay. I think that the I don't. So abortion is not like the economy where it's in flux on a consistent basis in such a way that right like. The economy of April 2023 versus the economy of April of 2024 could be wildly different uh, beasts to be dealing with, whereas the issue of abortion rights is pretty static right now. Like there are none, basically, unless you're in a state that you know for sure they are basically everywhere else. It's essentially illegal. That's the easiest way to sort of think about it. And I think that's for most people, I think that's you know, they're going to trend toward what's the easy way to think about an issue and move on. Right. Uh, and I think that's kind of 
the way to think about abortion right now. So I think it will be important, but I don't I don't know that it has to be front and center today in 2023 for you know, I think that it, that can still be the case without having to change what's happening at the exact moment in time. Sean, uh, let's start with you, and then we'll go to Rachel to to finish on this. We praise God for the vast diversity of creation and for, oh, wait, sorry. I, <laughs> I still had more notes. Um, yeah, he gathers all things up in him. Um, right, 2024, abortion. The Republicans are going to have some insane primaries. I think it's, that's the um, context and the- Asa Hutchinson's uh, in. Whoop. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, at the congressional level, you know, oh, there yeah. are there are only a couple dozen competitive congressional seats now when it comes to Democrat versus Republican. And abortion is definitely going to be a huge issue in most of those races, because a lot of those races are in the suburbs. Um, and but I think a lot of edge, uh, you know, races that really most people would not consider competitive are going to end up producing GOP nominees that are really wildly anti-abortion. And so right, I think, right. you know, it is going to be a huge factor in the 2024 election because it's going to have a big impact on who the candidates are, especially in maybe even in these Senate races, too, where Democrats kind of need some help in uh, Montana, West Virginia. Do, do you think there are districts, uh, especially at the House level, where like the margin, you know, like a sub 10 kind of margin where the person on the right, the Republican moving to an exceptional extreme on abortion leaves a window for a Democrat who is able to, you know, you know, I'm not saying it's a Democrat who's going to get on the microphone and say, I am pro abortion. You know, maybe they temper the message a little bit, but they can still be pro choice, but like old school, 1995 pro choice type Dem. You know what I mean? Like, right. And sort of Interesting Legendary. question. That's kind of what happened in the Colorado Senate race a little bit. I mean, I, I don't know if officially the hmm. Democratic Party has room for people who are not totally pro-choice. Is that what oh, you're kind of getting at? Yeah, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm getting at a more, that, a that's more not going to work anywhere. School, um, so I had some, some, some older Democrats that I met with once and uh, the gentleman wound up being um, a little bit of a problem as far as my inbox was concerned. He just wouldn't shut up. <laughs> so I finally had to block him, but he, but he sent some interesting thoughts. Um, and, and, and it's thoughts that I've heard from other older male Democrats, right? That's really where that comes from. It's like nothing that's more comforting about the conversation about abortion than hearing the words older and male. <laughs> yes. Which sentence. is why I didn't really put a ton of stock into it. Um, but I do, but what I'm saying is like in a place where that's your population, right? If that's your potential swing is those types of folks, you know, and you don't, you know, some of these congressional districts, you know, it doesn't take much, right? The, what was Boberts in Colorado it was like 400 votes or something like it was a right. tiny I mean, that was margin. insanely close. And she's a perfect example of a candidate who, you know, if she ends up extreme on abortion, that could be what pushes even more voters over the edge. Um, right. Like the only thing yeah. that's left for her on the right on abortion is like, if you get an abortion, like you have to, I don't know, pay for your child to be implanted into another woman. And then like, you know what I mean? Like th there's nothing left. There's nothing left to do on the right for, it would have to be something beyond the pale completely. Right. So like, and 
Yeah. It'll be uh, interesting to see if Adam Frisch, so he's the Democrat who ran against her last time and he's running again. He's back, and so, yeah. you know, the idea that we'd need a federal statute protecting the right to get an abortion, you know, I think that's a very live issue and we need yeah. that. And the Democrats need to control the House for that to happen. So it'd be really neat to see if, you know, that becomes a real topic in that, you know, red district. Yeah. Rachel, this was this was your topic. Um, yeah. And, you know, last time I checked, you're the only woman on our panel. <laughs> um. So I think like Adam Frisch is a really good kind of place to start because Adam Frisch was very much like, obviously I protect a woman's right to choose. Like he right. is from a state that is while saying um, he was a moderate Democrat while saying he was a moderate Democrat. Yeah. So I'm, and that's, the, I that's that lane I'm talking about. Like something. Yeah, in there. I don't think it fucking matters. I think this is, I think this is what I'm going to say in very plain language and I'm going to speak from the heart and I'm also going to speak from a lot of experience and wisdom and understanding about how people work. And that um, right now you have to raise money. And I think one of the things that is going to really animate the base, we're in the primary season. We're not in a gen we're not in the general election yet. And I would like for all of the Democrats right now who are raising money from primary voters to stop acting like this is the general. You don't have yes, to message yeah. like it's the general yet. So message like, you know, that you're talking to your people and say things like, um, I'm Elizabeth Warren. And obviously the most important thing to you right now tomorrow is whether or not women have the same access to abortion all over the country and then raise a million dollars from like three email blasts. Don't bury the lead. Don't bury it so far deep in your email fundraiser, your fundraiser. Every blast. email I've seen from Elizabeth Warren, by the way, in the last two months, none, nothing at all. Like, nothing about stop abortion. being afraid yeah. of it. Women are over half the population and most of us are horrified, right? So lean into, like, you don't have to campaign like it's the general when you are running a primary. That goes for everybody. That's everybody everywhere. I don't care where you live. I don't care if it's a swing district. I don't care if it's a solidly Democratic district. I don't care if it's a solidly Republican district. If you're campaigning as a Democrat right now, what I would like for you to do is shift that conversation way above the fold because i promise you when this amnesia clears about trump and what's he gonna do and is he good at like when mm -hmm. all that shit goes away what we're going to be left with is abortion i promise you that it's going to be the number one issue amongst all the people as we get closer to the actual campaign season and papa joe is old and creaky as fuck and is smart enough to have a woman as his vice president and he's going to be like kamala how would you like to go talk to the people about abortion and how black women can't get them if they live in poor low income cities where the abortion's illegal? And she'll be like, I'll be happy to do that, Joe. And she's going to walk out the door. Right. She's going to go to fundraisers all over the country. And none and of them will be on camera, which actually isn't that bad. Because she'll just well, they be might talking be. to people. They might be on camera. I don't know. Like, it, you know. I hate covering her. Uh, yeah, I don't. Because they love covering Trump. That's yeah, why. That's true. Um, so she'll carpet the world and as will all of the other uh uh like this idea that that uh adam what's his name in california he's currently in that what's what the hell's his name i was trying to say so because i'm like i was Levine, adam summer. Lead singer of maroon no Five? no 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 uh uh adam schiff in california thank you jesus christ yeah the idea that adam schiff thinks now's his time to run for senate i'm like are you out of your mind right like right. stop it sit, sit down, down go yeah. home retire go do something else run for governor in a few years stay in the, the house dummy 
Like, Stay in the house, dummy. Um, because a woman needs to run for Senate from California because we need a lot of women running for office right now because it's going to be the number one most important issue to women in the 2024 election cycle. Yeah. And what annoys me is that I'm 50 fucking almost three years old. I'll be 53 in like a month or ish or so, like a month and two weeks. And what is ridiculous is that I that I have never seen a campaign season where anybody's like it, ahead of time. Like, is this going to be uh, important to women? Like, just t do it now, because it always is. We decide elections all the time. We're the deciding votes all the time. We're the ones who vote in primaries. Mm -hmm. We're the ones who have far greater turnout if we're excited mm -hmm. than men do. Right? Yep. Yep. We're the yep. ones that always drive it home. So since we're all raising money right now, Make that your number one fundraising issue all the time. Just don't just never stop talking about it. Never, ever stop talking about it. Never stop talking about the reason that evangelicals got behind Trump is because they wanted to outlaw abortion. And the reason their language is getting more extreme is because exactly what you guys said, they have nowhere else to turn. Yeah, they are. They're their back is up against a wall. Pinch them yep. harder. Keep what pushing. is wrong with you people? Sorry, my Keep rant pushing. is over. Keep pushing. I guess oh. I buy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. Let's uh let's move on to the big one, which is a special one. And now the big one. All right, the big one. Uh, you didn't think we were gonna do this show and not talk about the indictment of former president Donald Trump. Of course we're gonna talk about it. I didn't uh, didn't actually say it in the preview of what we're really talking about uh because we're doing it a little different way um by now you know this is this is coming out monday april 3rd the indictment's been out he gets a rain tomorrow you've probably seen six different versions of coverage or listened to an emergency podcast whether it was you know a candor or, or the pod save guys or who at right there's a plenty of coverage out there about the instant reaction to the the trump stuff what i found to be more entertaining personally, was all the stuff that the GOP members were saying afterwards in the first 24 to 48 hours. Uh, one of my favorite ones was Mike Parson, who put out a gobbledygook amalgam of all of the Republican talking points that had been out there, but it was like a day after everybody else. So it just, <laughs> whoops, oh. just, oh, just blooping around I the tank. To, I don't know bloop, what, because he's probably, here's what I guess. Yeah, you're right. Goldfish governor. Goldfish he probably was up. like, he probably was like, this is awful. I hate him so much. He's such a piece of shit. When will he go away? Because Mike Parson is a lot of things, but I don't think he's cruel hearted. Right. Like, I think he really doesn't well, want. He's a gold, the goldfish are harmless. There, are they? Are they? Yeah, he's, to be nice. I think he has no malice. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think he has no malice. But I also for think being he's such a probably, harmful figure. Yeah, I think he probably and in, in the in the in the tradition of the goldfish, I think he does like try to forget that he has said things in the past. Also, uh, right. that he was waiting twenty four hours to be like, "How mad am I allowed to be about this?" Yeah, goldfish aren't destructive; they just shit on everything. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so the way that I want to talk about this indictment, uh, because we don't even know the charges yet, and that's people. Are, I've I've seen things that like analysis, and it's like legal analysis about these kinds of charges. Nobody knows what the charges actually are. It's a sealed indictment. Okay, we'll find out on Tuesday. 
hold your horses. It's another day. And then that crazy orange guy is going to go back to Florida and he's going to talk on a microphone and uh, it's going to be, I'm sure, totally normal and not insane in the least. So what we're going to do is instead play a game and I have to open uh, another window here so that I can uh, pull this up because it's a secret and you guys can't see it. So hold on here. I'll just vamp for a second while Adam yeah, is, go ahead. Is, is pulling that together. I was listening to all these. So uh, everybody knows that I'm a Kara Swisher head and um, they had a really, they had, a blo- they had a really, yeah, kind of a bloviating introduction on like what they thought about Trump. And I don't love it when they do political analysis unless she's the, unless she's kind of more leading the conversation. Yeah. And so Scott Galloway was like, but Trump and this and that, and I don't know. And this, and they got to her and, they, and she just said, we don't even know what the charges are yet. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, that's why I do a podcast with an attorney. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That was good stuff. All right. Okay. Let's get to these uh, quotes. And I, I've got a special drop. I just made it uh, just for this. Here we go. And now it's time to play everybody's favorite game. Name that sycophant. There you That's go. That's great. <laughs> I love that hockey organ. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So I'm going to read the quote and then you guys uh, just, you know, just go for it. When, if you think you got it, go for it and we'll see, uh, we'll see what we got. Uh, all right. Quote number one. <clears throat> oh, and if you don't get it, I'll like slowly give clues until, until one of you gets it. Clue number one, it's un-American and I will not assist in any extradition request. Oh, DeSantis. Yes, Ron DeSantorum himself. Congratulations. Did anyone look up the uh, U.S. Constitution where it says (laughs) he has has to? to? It's like (laughs) extradition wasn't just written on the back of a napkin. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'll secede from the union. We will not have this. we got to protect our women. All right. Good good luck with that. All right. Next one. Uh, I guess point to Sean. I didn't think about that part. Uh, the unprecedented indictment of a former president of the United States on a campaign finance issue is an outrage. This is Pence. This was so fucking stupid. It was <laughs> it like his. Um, it was. It's like Sean's when he fire. said. Oh yeah, like when, I, I can't. We can't read it. We can't read it. Oh, she's keeping I'm just score. Like a piece of paper. I have tick marks on a piece of paper. All right. <laughs> But, I just like how fiery the language is. <laughs> I like, yeah, how, Sean really going for it. I like yeah. how Sean already just knows. He's just like, I already read all these things. Well, and it's like when times, he, yeah. I didn't, I didn't go too deep on the quotes because, but those uh, did. did really break through. Yeah. So, but anyway, Pence is such, he's so full of shit. Always. always. It's like, it, he's not even saying the unprecedented anything. indictment of a former president. Like it's, it's so but dry. It's like, and it's not it doesn't even follow. It's like the idea that just because it's a campaign finance violation and he's a former president that it would be an outrage. It's like, well, he's all he's running now too. Yeah. Presumably he would be subject to our campaign finance laws. Is this really an outrage? Like and he's being indicted for something that he did before he was the president. Yes. Yeah, what a useless he's statement. He's like, being indicted after God. he was the president for something he did before he because was because he president. couldn't be indicted while he was the president so it's happening right now 
Look like, after. <laughs> it's so funny because a it took him 19 words to say it's bullshit. Uh, right. It's a three-word answer, Mike. That's all you need. He he didn't want to offend mother. Um, right. And he doesn't even make it specific to Trump either. No. He just like suggests that like for anyone who has been president to be indicted for this type of crime right. is an outrage. It's like, yeah. Okay, it's, buddy. It's just so Let's crazy. have you be president. If anything, it's just, it's another like very American, you know, look at us. We're so, we have such a like genuinely stable Republic that the institutions work so well that when we have a criminal president, we hold them accountable, and when we don't, we don't hold. We don't have fake and criminal charges. And the, eventually, the law will catch up with yes. them because the Senate that failed. Nobody to is it, above the law because the Senate failed to hold him accountable. Yeah. The House indicted him. The Senate was like, eh, I don't think so. Yeah, he's and technically so now, been indicted twice. Yeah, correct. That is correct. That is correct. He's been indicted and a majority of times. senators voted to convict. Right. Also, just, just for not those enough score at home. Um, just yeah. not enough to overcome their fucking yeah, slave yeah. era stupid filibuster law. Yeah. So that was Mike Pence. We've got Ron DeSantorum and Mike Pence so far. Oh, uh, and one trend that I think will probably persist throughout. None of these declarations or assertions that it's like un-American or an outrage are offered with any support. I've noticed. None. Yeah. None. <laughs> All right. This one, uh, this one was tough to find just one for this person. Um, but this is what I went with. <clears throat> Give the president some money to fight this bullshit. Give the president some. Okay, this is the first one that Sean didn't have ready to roll. Give the president some money to fight this bullshit. Do you have it's a not, guess, Rachel? It's not. No, I was. Well, it's not Josh Howley because he would never curse. Um, Good point. Uh, I. I. It's. It's so not the, Hannity. It's not Hannity because he can't right now. He can't. The say first about clue money. is that. Oh, this, oh, 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 oh. Is it? Is it Newt Gingrich? No, but that's not a bad guess. I'm guessing Bannon. Also, not a terrible guess. No, uh, he can't. He can't say anything. He's being indicted for money laundering yeah, himself. Yeah, he's toast. Um, so the uh, first clue is that this person does sometime look like a ventriloquist dummy. Oh, uh, Jim Jordan. Oh, another good guess. Is this he Eric Trump? <laughs> Not Eric Trump, no. Uh, this person is also Southern, uh, and when he's mad, he sounds extremely Southern. Oh, is this Lindsey Graham? Lindsey Graham! Oh, ding, ding. Ding. We both got I like that. He swore. He doesn't usually curse. He doesn't Lindsay, usually did you like... see him at all? No, I yeah, tried his not eyes to. looked I, like they were welling I knew, up. Like I he knew was that... A... I knew on he the got... last day of camp. He had pageant mom got... whose daughter should have won vibes. <laughs> I'm gonna give that one to me just because I haven't scored yet, Sean. Um, Please, yeah. Uh, and but like I, I like you can count the number of times on one hand that Lindsay has has used um, blue language. Uh, really, like he, he was keeps so off the, off the wall that yeah. he it was like an SNL version of Lindsey Graham. Like he was crying when I saw like, him. Ugh. All I could think of was like how out of touch he is with like regular folks who like have kids you know yeah, it's like president some of money small. to fight this bullshit like he became <laughs> joe uh exotic <laughs> this goddamn bitch this carol baskin give the president some money to fight this bitch to fight, carol this baskin. Bull, to fight this bullshit um 
That's I bet awesome. he thinks any day he could be like, you know, secretary of defense or vice president no, or something totally. cool. I think he, he does. But he just really has no idea that that's never going to happen. Right. Like it didn't happen yeah. before. And this is right. a guy that let's remember was like, I hate Donald Trump so much. <laughs> he was one of the most vocal. out. Yeah. Count me out. <laughs> I'm supporting Ted Cruz. Went on the daily show, played pool with Trevor Noah to talk about how like, I just can't do it, Trevor. That's not someone that is not our party. Yeah. Uh, but And Trevor Noah said, but you hate Ted Cruz, too. And Lindsey Graham was like, times are crazy, Trevor. That's what you're going to get. <laughs> something like that. Am I friends like with a shirt full of sourdough that hasn't been cooked yet? No. But will I prefer him to be president <laughs> over Donald Trump? Yes. Oh Lindsey Graham. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, the quote is, from everything I've seen from this New York district attorney, this is something he'd be doing for political points. Note the use Ooh. of New York, not as a geographic okay, location, Okay, I'm going to start. I'm, this is where I am going to say Josh Alley. Ooh, that's a very good guess. Because he didn't swear and because he did the whole like, Keep a, keep a pin in why that's such a good guess when you hear who it actually okay, is. Okay, okay. That's, that's a very the, good Those guess. East Coast liberal, right. like those liberal <laughs> district yeah, can, can we hear it read again? Can we have the quote sure. again? From everything <laughs> I've seen, can you use it in a sentence? From everything I've seen from this New York district attorney, this is something he'd be doing for political points. And if you're playing along in the car and you've already got it, I bet you're just screaming <laughs> yeah i don't really have any guesses i guess i need some clues yeah okay i don't have any good guesses um all right the first clue is this person is from the same state as lindsey graham oh tim scott nope oh haley yes okay. nikki haley yeah from everything i've seen from this new york district attorney this is something he'd be doing for right and like every come on <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about the last couple of days, how funny it is that they're trying to smear the DA that like the nobody's ever heard of. Right. Uh, it's like, okay. <laughs> so the question is, do we call Josh Hawley, Nick, uh, Nick Haley, or do we call Nikki Haley, Janice Hawley? I think I'd rather <laughs> not have them together. Cause that like George Holly Haley has such Haley a good Holly. nickname and Nikki Haley to be fair to, I can't believe I'm saying this. Take a deep breath. You ready? Right. To be fair to Joshua Howley, he Whoa. is in the United States Senate. Wow. Nikki Haley ain't shit. She ain't shit. She's never been shit. She will never be shit. She is on the road to remaining someone who isn't shit. So I don't know that I need to fuse her <laughs> with what she Joshua Howley. of a state that has Myrtle Beach, which is something, right? She's not shit now. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that was her quote. You yeah, know, I guess you could take it that it has never been shit. Yeah, she is she's, shit she's today. Running, she's running for president, so this is important. That doesn't mean her. anything. So am I. I've decided. I, I'm going to declare tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to file the paperwork. What does it cost? $50 or something? I'm going to do it. Probably. Yeah. All right. Here's the next one. This pro-criminal New York DA has failed to upload... Uh, failed to uphold the law for violent criminals. This is Tim Scott, isn't it? The law against political enemies. It is Tim Scott. Yeah, I remember pro criminal. It's like what pro the fuck, criminal. 
Wow. Again, offer with the, without offering any support. I was hoping I could do Haley and Scott back to back and it would it would throw you off and it almost <laughs> did, but then it didn't. I guess I read more than I remembered. Which well, is... they were all just so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so it's Senator Tim Scott. We got that. And he's the guy who's up. supposed to be pitching like this, you know, brighter day in America or whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh, kind uh-huh, of this uh-huh, peace, uh-huh. love, and understanding. Yeah, he's sure. Calling this yeah. prosecutor yeah. pro criminal. They yeah. can't help it. They can't help it. Yeah. No, they can't. They can't. Not it's not all. about Trump. It's about the fucking base. But anyway. Yep. And Scott's been. I mean, Scott was part of the. He he's one of the people who was part of the 2020, you know, RNC. He you know was part of that insane production. Right. So, and you know, Chris Christie was talking about this today. Like, ever since it happened, I was like, man, what's Chris Christie saying or going to say? And he didn't tweet, he didn't respond at all until like this morning on George Stephanopoulos. And, uh, you know, he tactfully kind of, you know, answered it in, in general. I don't remember, you know, I don't have any hot quotes or anything, but he did say that all the Republicans who were just attacking the prosecutor and our criminal justice system were completely out of line. And mm-hmm. harmful to the country. And yes. so like when, you know, Tim Scott, like it's not just negative, but it's like you're you're a U.S. senator and you're yep. telling anyone who will listen that people can't get a fair shake in this country. Like, can you imagine a, a pro criminal prosecuting attorney? Let me let me let me tell you that everybody I know on the on the hardcore left uh, would tell you there's no such thing as a good prosecuting attorney and certainly impossible for there to be a criminal prosecuting attorney. I disagree with that, 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 uh, uh, that there are good prosecutors. I think there are lots of very good prosecutors. Um, but the idea that there's a pro criminal prosecuting attorney in New York city is so baffling. Cause then they're also me. at the same time saying that he's, you know, persecuting trump politically with this charge so they're painting a picture of a person who's completely betraying his office and it's like that's not true that's so fucked up yeah all right here's the next one this is very political not a matter of justice in this case let the jury be the voters Ooh, that's a really good (laughs) one someone dumb okay so someone no no no. let the jury be the actually, voters not actually, the jury you're Who's saying the jury? make it political the jury is the jury <laughs> i actually right. am saying that of all of the of the dumb statements that said nothing this one is this one the least particularly dumb said nothing because it just says like it's in the hands of the jury now and like they have to figure this out like this there's going to be a criminal proceeding and so whoever it is can come back and be like look i said as i said in april of 2023 this was going to be a matter for the jury and the jury has decided and he's guilty or whatever the fuck it's going to be. Um, Ooh, let the jury be let the, the voters. jury be the so voters. You, Cause you so can read so that sentence really vapid. I have a couple guesses. That sentence could mean let the voters decide his fate, but it could also mean let the jury cast their votes. Let them be the voters. Let them choose right. what happens to Trump. I think yeah. that's what yeah, it says. Right. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. That's, that's what I hear. Well, you could that's read it the other way to right. say, right. fuck right. these criminal charges. That's why, that's why it's a good quote, because it kind of gives you a little bit of a like, wow, it doesn't make any sense. And it can't and be a lawyer. Hard it's not a lawyer, right? No, Adam, it's not a lawyer. <laughs> uh, right, that's your first clue. It's not a lawyer. Uh, Is it Bartolome? Eric Trump? I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> when in doubt, Eric Trump. Uh, when in doubt, Eric Trump. Um, can I ask a couple? Do, do I get a lifeline? Can sure. I ask a question? You're gonna okay. ask, yeah. Is it a governor? Uh, not currently. Ooh. So it's an ex-governor. Uh huh. Okay. Huh. Hmm. It's an ex-presidential candidate. Ooh, you're giving it's away all Jeb. kinds. Of... It is Jeb. God. Oh, Jeb. what a weenus. What a loser. Unbelievable. The guy who was definitely <laughs> going to win that did nomination. You, did you just call him a weenus? <laughs> he is a weenus. I did. Sean <laughs> is, is like Sean is like a, a like a great <laughs> like a great living archive of awesome like digs from the 80s. <laughs> it's so great. Like Oh my god, things, unbelievable. Things I haven't, That's exactly things what it that is. Words I haven't heard since before I had a driver's license. That is an awesome <laughs> Jeb is the guy that everybody stands there while he's like, I'm going to do it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll jump off. I'll jump off. And then he oh never jumps off. And then everybody has to turn around and go, whatever, Weenus. Let's go back to <laughs> And then exactly he sits there he by is. himself pouting. Oh, I never would have given him that one. That is great. Yeah, okay. Jeb. Right. That is a that is a hard. I feel Sean. I'm giving you two. I'm giving you two points for that one. That was yeah. really good. It wasn't even low energy. Oh man. Well, and I didn't actually guess it. I was saying not Jeb. Yeah. <laughs> you still get you still get two just to, for even having him in your mind. You get you get two points. All right. And next you're one. right now. So now the the score is five to one. By the way. Yeah. No, Sean's been on a roll. All right. Next one. <clears throat> the left's continued attempts to weaponize our judicial system erode people's faith in the American justice system, and it needs to stop. Okay, that is Josh Howley. No. It's not? <laughs> no. It's okay. Jim Jordan. Oh, it's, it's, it's a good guess, but it's not. The left's continued attempts to weaponize our judicial the system. Can, but there's I no didn't reference... know we were doing that, by the way. I didn't get the memo. What's uh, interesting <laughs> that you can tell they're a little bit younger because they are, didn't say Marxism in it. We were um, attempting to weaponize the judicial system. It's not... Is this okay. little Marco or something? No. Oh, okay. Are we out of Florida? Can I just we're say, out like, of have we left? We're out of Florida. Yep. Have yep. we left we've Florida moved. permanently for we've the rest of this? We've gone north, but we're still technically in the south. Ooh, all right. Ooh. We haven't run for president, but we okay. might. Is this Yunkin? Glenn Yunkin. I huh. was going to guess Yunkin. Glenn I'm giving myself. Yunkin. I'm giving Sean and I a point. So the left Yunkin. is part of his rhetoric. Even yeah. though that, in Virginia, yeah, I oh, wow. oh man, yeah, I guess he doesn't have to run again. Glenn He's Youngkin. just noted going to run for VP or president. Yeah, okay. Noted centrist Glenn Youngkin, <laughs> according to Politico. God, uh, right. you according to that an, article, according to an op, according to an op-ed that was yeah, an op-ed op op in Politico. Yeah. Uh, Sean dropped that article in. That was going to be the yeah no because it was just such with a hilarious with Sean's hilarious like commentary, which we yes. can talk yeah, about. Yeah, they're the saying last Glenn Youngkin so funny. Would be crazy not to run for president. Crazy and it's like not any to Republican. Run. Yeah. It's so cheap yeah. you gotta buy it, they said to Glenn Youngkin. <laughs> right. So you can get annihilated by everyone's be, favorite ex president. It's just yeah. gonna be more expensive later. Yeah, Interest exactly. rates are just gonna go yeah. up. You're not gonna see a deal like this again, Glenn. You better get in the race. Uh all right. Yeah, that that you got to assume that op-ed uh, came because some political consultant who thinks they have the in with Glenn Youngkin really wants him to run, and so they're pushing as hard as they can and dropping stuff. All right, here's here's one for you. <sighs> this is short and sweet, to the point. Probably not the best time to give up your AR-15s. Oh, oh this Marjorie is... Taylor Green. 
No. No, this is Tucker. Tucker. Shut up. Jackass. Yeah. Why am I ever surprised by anything that piece of shit says? Okay. Probably not the best time to get your gonna, AR-15. Sean's gonna, Sean's gonna win, by the way. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah I wonder Tucker. how many Tuck- times that was pulled from a a deluge. Like Tucker, you, you could do a whole right. thing on just get what your he AR-15. Did. So it's so let me just let me. How many AR-15s Tucker since, Carlson's probably since, held? I was just gonna uh, say, yeah. How oh, many times on, did he shoot it before off, he got a blister? Off yeah. camera or on Single camera? Digits. <laughs> really, really kicks there. Really, a lot of kicks there. Huh? <laughs> Boy, it's hot. It's hot too. Um. So, all right. So let's just let's just Tucker tease Carlson this. Let's just let's down. just. This very good. Let's just tease this out as if it's a real thing for just like a second. Okay. So, what he's saying is, is that. Someone who again committed a crime before he was right. president, a criminal, where if you will, there were all kinds of uh investigations into the hush money scandal. By Perfect. the way, the person who delivered the money in in in, act, in like who did it went to jail, yeah, confessed, wasn't found jail. guilty, he went to jail, ruined yeah. his life for a while. Um. Uh, went to jail. Not not the same. He's not the same. I don't I don't think that you can come back from jail and be the same person. So he's already done time for this. There's no way Michael Cohen came back from jail as the same person. Yeah, right. No. Correct. Correct. So some people um, maybe not Michael Cohen. Correct. Uh. So I don't think anybody can come back from jail and be the same person. Um. Anyone on earth. Uh. Is so Tracy Morgan. No, I don't think anybody can. Um. <laughs> I think no, it's fucking you deprived of <laughs> your freedom in, in any case. So he's saying that because a the the legal system did its job and was like, oh, he's still guilty. This is like again, like Keeping think guns. about where think about what's in Manhattan. Manhattan is right. the home of Wall Street. It's the home of the bankers that you guys always fucking bitch about. So if you don't enforce bribery charges, yeah, and th- like basic fundamental laws that have to do with like money then you're potentially leaving yourself open as a jurisdiction for all kinds of crazy shit to happen. It also completely so, destroys the need to have a free and fair, fair press if the person who's running for president can simply suppress everything that that they have that by right. using campaign is, funds to pay people is, off. That is exactly, me, completely, like, thoroughly If that was completely accurate. legal and I had a yeah. piece of news about somebody and they offered me a million dollars right now Right. If I'm the only person who had it and all I have to do is right. not do anything with right. it, I would say, where do I sign? And am I allowed to talk to the, my co-hosts ever again? And if they were like, no, I'd be like, million dollars? They'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, so where do I sign again? Is Am I getting taxed on that? Because it's really 500000 And it's not um, illegal because we do have freedom in this country, but you do have to file accurate campaign finance reports and there are legal maximums when you're running for office you can't use your campaign to do all this um and lie about it to to keep it secret otherwise just now with your campaign funds and it is and and it's 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 convenient to say that when you uh punish an ex-president for I've, i've seen all kinds of like ridiculous hyperbole like What's to stop anybody from punishing anyone? Is there going to be retaliation? Oh, the hyperbole is yet to come. Is there going to so so what? So what are you saying? Is that in a, in a blue state? Is a, if a Democratic right. governor is in charge where there's a Republican state legislature? Are they going to just impeach them? Like I don't know. Are they like what? Maybe 
Like it's happened before. Yeah, they could, and we'll see what the grand jury is impaneled for weeks and months and presented with. Yeah, I guess hundreds of exhibits. Like again, like you did this with Bill Clinton before. It wasn't a good look. It didn't work in your face. What all this? Well, that's yet the same people who are like, "Oh, it's a public show trial." It's like I was alive in 1997. Yes, speaking that was a public show trial. Speaking of public show trials, you guys are you guys are experts, but the idea that we're in such a dangerous, uh time right that you should arm yourself with a really lethal weapon to the teeth from a guy who's never been to public school ever in his life tucker carlson ladies and gentlemen new york resident born and raised in california i just love how he acts like they might talk on the show about when might be a good time to give up your ar-15s as if that's a real discussion yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah never been to a public school i like the idea because of if that. you have kids it might be a good time to get rid of your ar-15s from what i've yeah, seen on the be, news could be pretty dangerous uh they seem to be using them to do awful things all right let's uh here's the next one he's an og right i mean he's a badass <laughs> eric he's Trump. got a mugshot <laughs> that does sound like a son quote it's not it's Donnie. Oh, it's not a son at all. No, but that does sound like a. He's an OG. He's an OG. Oh, I mean, God. he's a badass. Maybe he's this a... is Bannon. No. No, Bannon's probably uh. under like mute order. He can't say anything at the moment. Um. Uh. OG. An OG. An OG. Of what crimes? Right. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like who would try to like be like. I hate Trump's a gang. I think he's a gangster too. Oh uh, man. I think it's an, an appropriate OG. word. Yeah. Who would? But who would try to like, like use the, the like original prankster street the streety language? Um, <laughs> man, I uh, got nothing. Well, obviously, anybody who's using language like that is a fifty-something-year-old white guy on television. Okay, sure. That's a given. So not a politician. Thought, thought, that kind of makes I sense, right? I would have thought a woman. Um, also, like potentially a woman. I can see that too. Yeah, but this is a. He's an OG. It's a Fox uh, News personality. Yeah, is this Hannity? Or no. Him? I have no idea. That's yeah. a funny guess. I like to imagine Sean Hannity saying this. Yeah. He's an OG. Uh, I don't, you know, honestly, like, I don't know many of the, aside from, like, is it, is it, uh, who's the other one? Low for, like, hairline that starts at his, uh, the bridge of his nose. Uh, the other one. That isn't Hannity. There's the Brian other something and uh, no, the other no, 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 the f- super famous one, the other super famous Brett one. Hume? No. Uh. Uh. Laura Ingram. No. Yeah, she's one of the big time slots. Maria Bartiromo from yeah, Fox Business. Just, All right, I don't know. I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> All right, you guys give up? Did I get you on one? Is there another clue? You said it's a Fox person, and we already haven't gotten it. It's a Fox yeah, person. No okay. uh, he's got his own late night show that's launching. That's supposed to rival, um, I guess Jimmy Fallon. Oh God! Yeah, who is who is it? It's Greg Gutfeld. Oh, I've never heard that name. Who? Greg Gutfeld. He's a little troll person on Fox News. Wow. Yeah, interesting. All right, uh, <laughs> next one. No points to anybody, and my God, have mercy on your soul. Uh, next one. The Bill of Rights is gone. <laughs> That's the quote. The Bill of Rights is gone. 
Oh, oh man. man. Someone Told you the hyperbole was coming. Someone is like super inflammatory. I mean, I guess at some point does <laughs> Kevin the all the yeah. stuff that we're hearing about is literally just provided for in the Bill of Rights. Like right. the Bill of Rights is basically like we're watching Schoolhouse Rock of the Bill of Rights. I right feel now. like I feel like I feel like Kevin <laughs> McCarthy good. hasn't made an appearance yet, and he probably will. That um, was not Kevin that McCarthy. Sounds like something the he Bill would say. Bill of Rights say. is gone. This can't be a lawyer either, I guess, right? Is this <laughs> Jim Jordan? Lawyer, yeah. No, it's not Jim Jordan. It is nobody currently serving in the U.S. Uh, oh Congress. My God. Okay, the Bill of Rights is gone. The Bill of Who's Rights. Current, so is, is this gone. someone who formerly served in? No. Okay. I like how they always act like if Trump can be like arrested or like put through an investigation, like that means anyone can. It's like this guy has yes, been a can. bad actor for decades. Like, yeah. Of well, course, also, I would expect yes, him to be in everyone trouble. Everyone can. <laughs> If there's the proof of a crime, face, yeah. you too can be investigated. Right. It's like, well, I just That's how the you know, whole thing works. <laughs> is that anyone, regardless of their station or power or money, what can if I just work and hang out at home? <laughs> I know who it isn't. Uh, because there's such a, a small list now of like Republicans who would just shrug their shoulders and go, yeah, I guess time's finally caught up with him. And, you know, we always think <laughs> yeah, done something yeah. like this. Like, that's what Mitt Romney will say. He'll be like, well, right. you know, like, this is something we've known for a while. Yeah. Um, can't believe McConnell, it took this long. I can't. McConnell at this point would be like, what happened? Did he really? Right. If he's is, is McConnell speaking yet, by the way? Is he still alive? Um, it's, anyway, uh, uh, it's not McConnell. I haven't, I haven't seen anything um, of him since since the stairfall. Since the stairfall. I saw that's... an old lady do that once in person, like leaving like a Christmas show. And she went down like like one of those half flights where it's like four stairs, you know, and oh, fell man. like she fell like remember when they would have dummies of like the queen on Saturday Night Live in the eighties <laughs> and nineties, right. and it would just like hit the ground and kind of bounce once. Right, a person with no muscles or ability to move. <laughs> yeah, not a like real a person. Straw person, it would just like right. just, like, <laughs> like I saw that happen, and Ugh. I'm imagining that's what Mitch McConnell did too. So yeah, like, I bet he looks bad. Even if he is talking. So anyway, um, the Bill of Rights is gone. The Bill of Rights is quote, gone. Just to uh, Not, bring it back. Uh, uh, is it, uh, is it a pundit? Norm the Bill of Rights is gone. Is it a right. pundit? It is a pundit. Is it? Uh, that reasonably. Who's this? Is it Ann Coulter? No. That's a crazy pretty like solid that. guess. Oh, is this Laura Ingram? No. Another solid oh. guess. Uh, you're hot, though. I like uh, that we're just going for the Fox bottle blonde. Formerly Fox, right? no longer on Fox. Hasn't uh, been on Fox for some time, in fact. Okay, that that's that's uh that's Aunt Coulter. Uh oh, is it Kelly and Conway? No, Colder. More crazy. More crazy. Yeah. Uh not like I it... got paid to be crazy. Crazy. Um oh, like genuinely crazy. Yeah, genuinely crazy and gets paid to be crazy. Oh, oh, uh, uh, um, she's not blunt. Uh, it's a she man. Ran... Oh, shit. <laughs> I have no idea in that case. Glenn Beck. Oh, wow. Oh, What's oh, even his okay. platform now? Does the he Blaze. have like a streaming? He started his own thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He's yeah, like yeah, the uh, yeah. Bill Simmons of crazy, uh, of crazy conspiratorial right yeah, now. He's so weird. Okay. But he's, you know, thank God he's advising, uh, Missouri lawmakers in absentia. That's the Bill fantastic. of Rights is gone, he said. All right, uh, this next one, Stalinization of the American criminal justice system. 
Oh, uh, someone wow. who deserves to fall down the stairs in the way that you just described. <laughs> I don't know who it is. Yes. Someone who deserves to just... The Stalinization like, of the American criminal justice land system. Land on your face. Nobody got uh, it fast, so I'll jump straight to... Uh, yeah, this is another person who is on their own type of platform, is a, is a talking head type. Ben, what's his face? Oh, that's a very good guess, but it is not Ben Shapiro. Man who apparently... Uh, Okay, I don't think it's I, I don't think that it's it's Bannon because I think he's it's not like Bannon deep shit and he's not talking a lot. Uh, Direct relation is... to TPUSA. Ooh, oh, I forget his name. Charlie Kirk is that Charlie who Kirk. this is? Okay. Oh, I, that him? Yeah, yeah. yeah I forgot. The his Stalinization name. of the American wow. criminal justice system. Charlie Kirk. He okay. was not alone on that. One. I'm that giving myself that one. point too because I could see his face. Yeah, the, uh, the people who call face. themselves libertarians, but they're really uh, Nazis. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Charlie I'm Kirk. More a, types. I'm more of a libertarian who just hates Jews, homosexuals, and black people. I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, right? I'm more of like, a libertarian who the only thing I want my government to do is round up the undesirables. Um, yeah. Like everybody does. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of normal, right? I think that's it's what, a small the, government job. The founding fathers wanted. We don't need. We don't need. I'll, I'll roll my dice on the medicine, but the Jews, look, we can't have them around. <laughs> Libertarian. Um, all right, next one. This is political persecution and election interference at the highest level. Election in interference? History. This is Trump. Yeah. This is Trump. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's why he's the only one. That's why right. he's the only one who talks that's about why, the election. That's why he's still talking about the election. <laughs> right. Because it's him. Okay, it makes sense. <laughs> All right. Sean the gets the highest Sean, level in history. And Sean gets two points for that one for just like going right there. Just like zero. Just like right nailing to Trump. Just right there. Political oh, persecution. Man. All right. One more. It is a war on conservatism and MAGA. Oh, wow. Oh, it's a war on MAGA. So somebody that's like, I want the Trump voters to know that I want them to like me. Um, I feel like I so, did read this. There are so many the people that could be. And if it doesn't sound like it, if it's not obvious yet, I didn't read any of this stuff because I was like, like Adam said, like that we don't know what the indictment is yet. Like I can... I can wait till next week to find out what these lunatics said. What they say doesn't matter. Um, I do that a lot to sort of like protect my own sanity. Um, is so... this someone who is running for president? Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Like a Republican, right? Yes. Is it Vivek? No. Oh, who is it? Who else is there? Hick, Nikki Haley. Who else is, is it? Running? Is it Hutchinson? No. No. He said Trump should step aside. Um, oh, when okay. he was on the news this morning yeah so like that's a big premise of him running that's how he announced um, okay. his uh, candidacy for GOP All right. presidential nomination I know but they're also, they're also full of shit like they'll say right. that like 20 minutes later like, did I say that that's not what it, that was yesterday Hutchinson today Hutchinson is like Look, I think he's the greatest president people. that's ever been president yeah I'm super MAGA Asa I'm MAGA Hutchinson MAGA is, if Ricky Bobby ran for president and his whole persona was trying to praise Trump while saying he should step aside <laughs> that's his um, is this yeah, DeSantis again or what yeah it's Trump again it was Trump a trick. again <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Damn. yeah so I don't know I can tell you what the points are I don't know what was even possible and I I uh, arbitrarily awarded Sean bonuses yeah um and as and <laughs> oh, myself Sean destroyed, yeah yeah he so in my in my very liberal and nonsensical voting system point award system uh Sean got 10 and I got three 
There we go. So oh, Sean man. did very well. Sean did very well. well. Thanks for keeping score. I appreciate uh, that. We've got a, <laughs> thanks, for, uh, thanks for taking nonsensical score. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome. I thought that was fun. <laughs> it was super fun. Uh, Thank it was you. A way to talk about the United. I like just. It's always nice for, to show just how much uh, Sean does on what what Sean really does on Sundays. Yeah, like, what Sean really does on Sundays. <laughs> I remember this morning. I was I had a thought. I was like, I wonder if Sean's doing the same thing I'm doing. I was watching uh, the PBS uh, Washington Week this morning at like I don't know. Oh, okay. Like, like yeah, yeah, it was good. This morning. Maggie Haberman was on there, and uh, yeah. trying to remember who else was on it. The uh, the new host is decent. So that's good. Oh, well, I don't know if she's going to Lisa Desjardins. Yeah. She's an excellent congressional reporter, but I don't yes, know who's going to be the permanent we'll moderator. See. It's like Jeopardy. Like her pushing her patience for back. We shall see. But the it, if for folks who don't know, by the way, uh, this is we've got a last call coming up. But if you're still hanging out with us right now, you're probably the kind of person who would like this information. Uh, if you go on your smart TV or like your Roku device or whatever you use and go to the PBS television app, uh, for $60 donation, you can get a whole year's access to 100% of everything PBS does and has ever done, basically, including all of the old documentaries, the Roosevelt's, the baseball documentary, the, all the Ken Burns stuff. Uh, and you all can the Austin watch your, City Limits? Yeah, Austin City Limits, uh, which there's a great Lyle Lovett uh, concert on there right now. Uh, but you can, uh, and, and Marin Morris. Uh, but you can watch the PBS yeah, NewsHour um, on there too, and you can watch it anywhere. Um, and I was watching the PBS NewsHour uh, the other day, and I, I looked at my wife, at Amanda, and I said, remember when this was how the news was? <laughs> it was <laughs> right. just the news, and it was so good. Yeah. And they were just giving, they were just like, that this was, is the thing was, that happened, and here's that, where it happened, and here's when oh, it happened. I'll say that, like, just before we wrap up, OJ was yeah. the the sharp right the shark the yeah. corner the the just the the absolute complete shift to dumb dumbness um they realized permanent. that if they could just keep us yeah if they could just say breaking yep every so often yep. started with the uh the ice skaters and it it then it just veered into developing um, updating yeah. breaking yeah it's, it's we gotta stop active. we gotta it's we're gonna cut active. to somebody who's standing in front of a courthouse that has nothing to say but a man yeah. Who killed his wife and it shouldn't be this important but somehow it is yeah for year yeah Remember all right this? we've got a last call uh, we're going to talk about the context of the indictment uh and uh go from there so stick around uh for a preview of the last call if you remember it's already in your uh your 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 podcast app where you got this one if you've done the link if you haven't go to the uh patreon page and click on the rss feed link and copy paste it right into your podcast app and it'll make a podcast just for you as a member and remember that's five bucks and up and you get those shows and here is the last call last call (laughs) all right we're here for the last call Rachel, Sean, and Adam, I had some bourbon earlier, and uh, now we're just going to enjoy the uh, the last call. Um, the indictment uh, itself, we don't know, but context, uh, I don't think you have to know what Trump is charged with to know that an indictment, a prosecution in general, is going to have some kind of impact on 2024. Um, I do think that once we have all of the information, once we know what all of the charges are, 
that there's a potential that the impact could be both either way. It could be softened. It could be increased. Um, I, you know, I think there are the types of charges that could really hurt uh, him. And then I think some of the other ones can be spun easily enough that it can make him this sort of, I don't know, you know, they told you they were after me and then they're coming for me because they can't get to you and I'm standing between you and them. And that's, you know, that's kind of been his thing for a long time. So that might continue to work. Uh, who knows? Um, there is a, uh, there is a, a tweet from Rachel Bittekoffer, who is, uh, we will have her on at some point. We almost had her on once and then the scheduling, uh, got all kinds of screwed up and Sean and I were in the car together uh, and I was going to pull over and we were going to talk to her and do an interview, but just wasn't going to work. So uh, we'll uh, we'll get her on at some point. But anyway, she did a tweet uh, and she's got a Google Trends <laughs> uh, sheet up and she just looked at, you know, what interest over time. And she put Trump indictment and Gwyneth Paltrow side by side. And they both did the exact same thing. They both spiked at the same basic time when the stories came out and then went, right (laughs) basically down to nothing and i imagine that little hump where they both go up together was the first time somebody dropped the meme that said uh indicted with trump's picture and then gwenicent uh with (laughs) patro's picture so i'm imagining that was the that was what that little bump is so uh, essentially the point is yeah probably not going to be a mega civil war over trump being indicted so uh, maybe we take a break. And also, there. let's let's just be clear. Like interest, this is a Google, this is a Google Trends uh, right. s- screen grab. And interest in a topic does not mean that you approve of the topic, right? Like you might also look up. I just think uh, people you know, are googling it. In yeah, it might, it might mean that like somebody looks up Sam Bankman Free. That's not because like they like him or they're right. fond of him. It means that like they looked it up because it's thing today. So. The Heartland Pod is a production of Midmap Media, LLC. Follow us on Twitter with at the Heartland Pod. With email, you can reach us, heartlandpod2020 at gmail.com. Online with heartlandpod.com. Subscribe and please sign up for our Patreon with patreon.com slash heartlandpod. Become a podhead or an official podgressive today and unlock all of our content. See you at the next show.